Hi. Who is it? This is the place to talk about everything related to the home. Buying or selling real estate, financing, and improvements that can help increase your home's value. I'm gonna make this place your home. This is Minnesota Home Talk on Score North. Here's your host, Mike Overson. <laughs> very, very smooth, Evan. Yeah, well, we spent too much time talking before the show for me to have a chance to swap it out. I mean, that's I mean, that's all I get for being the Robin in this Batman and Robin. Yeah, combo. pretty much. Okay. Well, I mean, we, that's have, fine. The, that's we fair. have the other intro. That's we fair. can start the show over if you want. I can put that one in here. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it's not uh, like we're it. live or anything. We'll, we'll do this much better when we're live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a practice run, right? Yeah, this just morning. like every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Yep, we come in, we come in, we do a practice run from 7 to 8, and then we do the actual show from 8 to 9. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, and your voice sounds a lot deeper, and I talk a lot less. Yeah. No, I get it. Okay, so just like a normal weekend is yeah, what we're exactly. doing. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I was off there a little bit. Welcome to the show, folks. This is Minnesota Home Talk here on... 1500 score north radio 1500 a.m formerly espn still k stp right you do this on purpose every time yes (laughs) we are still kstp am we are in (laughs) fact still 1500 am and we're also streaming online right now at scorenorth.com very nice and we are on facebook live as well that's uh, so, true. So you go to Jason Walgrave's Facebook page, um, and you can watch us live there on Facebook. Jason, apparently, he, he goes to me yesterday. He's like, ah, hey, I can't make it to the show tomorrow. I'm like, well, why is that? He's like, well, I got I got all three of my younger kids by myself tomorrow. I said, yeah, and? Just bring them with. And he looks at me. And I'm like, what could possibly go wrong with three kids that are eight years old or younger? Right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, it'd make it a little fun, easy. though. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure they could just probably sit nice and still out in the lobby area. They here. would just sit there patiently. Yeah, probably you know work on their letters. Totally work on their numbers. You know, probably read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had Joseph or, and Theodore in here each in the last month now, and uh, yeah, they're definitely really quiet, really calm, yeah. reserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing would nothing would be broken when the show was over. No type of deal. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, I can bring one in, and I can kind of control one. If you bring three of them in here, I mean, that place is going to burn down. Oh, for sure, <laughs> true, <laughs> without a doubt. I was like, touche. You're right. So we'll have uh, we'll have you know what we're going to do. We're going to have Jared Havens come in. Woohoo! And Jared Havens is Credit Life Credit Expert, um, nationwide speaker. Yes, indeed. Um, So uh, a guy that knows his stuff in and out with us this morning, we're going to talk a lot about credit stuff. Um, Before we get to credit stuff, though, we do have some other things we're going to talk about. We're going to go through some hot deals here. We're going to go through some market updates. We're going to go through interest rates and things like that. Um, But we're also going to give away uh, some prizes this morning. We're going to give away one $50 gift card to Amazon and uh, two tickets to the St. Paul Saints game. So that's what we're going to give away. So the best question of the morning here uh, and you can either call in with your questions or text in with your questions but the best question of the morning is going to win a $50 gift card to Amazon and two tickets to a St. Paul Saints game that's amazing phone lines are open 651-646-8255 again that call in line number is 651-646-8255 you can call us anytime between now and 8am when the show is done um, and you'll get in the running for those tickets. If you want to text in your t- uh, question, you can text in your question as well. 
And that text number is 612-202-8321. Again, 612-202-8321. And again, the best uh, question of the morning is going to win a $50 Amazon gift card and two tickets to a St. Paul Saints game. Okay, um, lots to talk about today. Um, we're going to go through some market updates real quick here before we hit the hot listing. So inventory of homes for sale right now, 7,400. One year ago, it was at 99.85, so our inventory is down right now, 25.9%. Pending sales in the last three months, 19,768. Uh, last year at this time, uh, 19,226. So we are up on pending sales, 2.8%. Median sale price. Uh, Evan probably knows this already, so I'm going to ask Jared. So the median sale price in the Twin Cities metro area, what would you guess that is right now? Mm, 300000 Pretty close. Right now it's 350000 Oh, it's gone up. For a median sale price, last year at this time it was 305000 That's wow. an increase of 14.8%. So your equity in your house in the last 12 months, in on average, has gone up 14.8%. Amazing. Which is crazy. That's uh, huge. Affordability index is at 130. A year ago was at 145. That's a change of 10.3%. Homes per buyer, 1.1. 1.1 homes per buyer. So when you go out, you have basically one home to look at plus the side of another house. And that's it. <laughs> uh, the homes ago, per buyer thing, before we move on, is a really interesting stat because there's a whole segment that... Uh, people aren't really looking at, which is to say the condo market downtown is really slow. Mm-hmm. And if you take that out of the picture, I was doing rough numbers on this. It's actually like 0. 0.7 or 0. 0.8 homes per buyer in the suburbs and single family homes in the Twin Cities. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. You know, a year ago was at 2.2, which is still obviously very, very low, um, but we're half of what it was last year. So we're down 50%, 1.1 homes per buyer right now. Days on market. Okay, I'm going to ask Jared because I think Evan knows this already. But days on market. So this is all homes. New construction, you know, that is on the market for a while because maybe they're using it for a model or something like that. You know, $3 million homes that might sit for 12 to 18 months before they sell because that's just how that upper bracket goes. So the average days on market right now, what would you guess? Oh, with all that included? Yeah, all that's included. 140 days. Days on market right now is 20. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a year ago, days on market was 42, so we're down 52.4%. That's so, amazing. So I knew it was that hot. That was really but fast last year, too. Yeah, and last year was, I mean, we I, we had never seen last year's number. forty When it was hit 42 last year at this time, we're just like, holy cow, that is so fast. We've never seen that low of a number. Now we're down to 20. Wow. Um, list price, percent of list price received. So this is another good one for you, Jared. So when you list a house... What's the percentage of that list price that you can expect to get right now on average in the metro area? 108%. It's actually a really good guess. It's at 104.1%. There we go. Right now. Closer. Yeah. So I'm getting better. Last year was at 99.6. You know, so that's a change of 4.5%. So still a, still a fast moving market out there. I know a lot of agents said, you know, it's, we kind of feel the slowing down uh, out there. It's not as crazy as it was back in April, May, June. I, I explain it like this. April, May, June was a car going probably 150 miles an hour down the road, like well over the speed limit. That car has now slowed down to probably the speed limit, which is like 75. It's still moving forward. It's still 
on a highway. You know what I mean? It's not like it's going through a neighborhood of speed bumps going 15 miles an hour right now. It's still cruising down the road very fast. I yep. mean, we're, we're in this insanely hot market regardless, but we're still in the normal yearly swing. You know, this yes. is the time of year where things start slowing down anyway, because we are headed into the school year and winter and people are like, well, we are where we are. Right. But even so, things are still actually insanely competitive out there. Yeah. There's still multiple offers. I was just, I just had a buyer that just made an offer on a house. I mean, there was still, I think, 21 offers on the house. That's amazing. Have you, now with that one stat about homes, you know, the, the average length of time on the market, are homes that are priced higher moving that quickly as well? Like, what have you seen in like the higher tier market? Some are. I just really? had a, I just had a client here that uh, made an offer on a one point five million dollar house that was only listed for like ten days. Wow! And um, it went to multiple multiple offers. I think there was six offers. So, ten days on the market, six offers, one point five million dollar house. Yep, comes so, down to those same factors. If someone's motivated to sell and prices it aggressively. There are buyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are buyers in all price ranges out there. Um, if you're going to, quote unquote, get a deal, or if you're going to actually have more than 20 minutes to decide if you want to buy a house, that upper bracket's going to be where you go. Because not every single upper bracket house is competitive like that. Pretty much every house that's listed at 400000 450000 or less, you know, obviously, as long as it's in the, kind of in the metro area and doesn't like back up to a, like a train track or something, um, I mean... Those things are going in two days, yep. so you got to be you got to be on your horse, and you got to go there, and you got to be like, okay, I want to buy this thing, and you got to get your offer in right away, um, because you know within two days there's going to be twenty offers on that thing, and you got to get your hat in the ring, you know. So yep, so very competitive market out there. But those are your market stats here for this morning. Phone lines are open six five one six four six eight two five five. That's the call in number. Um, you can also text in with any questions this morning to six one two. 202-8321. Again, 612-202-8321. The best question of the morning is going to win that $50 Amazon gift card. No, Jared, you can't call in. I was going to say, I am calling in. <laughs> you can't You can't be like, oh, I got to sneak to the bathroom, call in, and then come back <laughs> in the studio. That's not going to work. Um, but the best question of the day is going to win that $50 gift card and two tickets to uh, St. Paul Saints games. Um, Evan, you got, a fire, yeah. you got a fire extinguisher in there? Oh... No, I already used it up, but oh. I know what you're going to say. It's time for hot listing. I said you better get it out. We're going to go through some hot listings. <laughs> All right, we have a uh, we got a pretty fresh listing here. 6540 Harborview Circle Northeast in Prior Lake, Minnesota. This one uh, is a three-bedroom, four-bath, two-car garage, 1988 built. Um, this is a, a, a townhouse right on Prior Lake there. Uh, comes with the dock slip. Comes uh, comes with a uh, a pool and association there. Um, it is thirty eight hundred and thirty six square feet, and this one is listed at eight ninety nine. Perfect. And we got another one here in Prior Lake, where I'm from. It's where I grew up, so I love it. We have sixteen zero eight zero Sims Court Southeast in Prior Lake, Minnesota. List price is eight hundred and fifty thousand. It is a total five bedroom, five bath home that was built in two thousand twenty one. So very recent. Um, uh, it has a total finished square feet of 2,941. It's two-story, single-family home. Um, absolutely beautiful. Curb appeal, everything. I'd highly recommend check this out. It's very nice. We have a uh, listing up in Aiken, Minnesota. This one is on Mille Lacs. This is an opportunity to own a resort 
right on Lake Mille Lacs, right on the North Shore there. Uh, this one has 32 RV sites, 26 boat slips, a lodge, shed for boat storage, fish cleaning house, separate men and women bathrooms with showers, and it's all included in the resort here. It is on the north side of Lake Mille Lacs, and this one did have a recent price drop. This one is now listed at $2.5 million. Very nice. And we got here a new Prague, $349,900 is the list price. It's fifteen twenty-five. English Avenue Northwest, New Prague, Minnesota. Total bedroom is four, three, uh, three bath, three car garage, built in 2006. Has a total finished square feet of 2,776. Um, single family home, split entry, by level. It's very nice looking. Uh, fresh paint, looks wonderful. Definitely check it out. And we have uh, some lots in Prior Lake here. This is in a new development right across the street from Twin Oaks and uh, Hidden Oaks School there. Um, These are on Sims Court Southeast. Anywhere uh, ranging from uh, 0.6 acres up to 0.85 acres. um, Listed anywhere from $125,000 up to $165,000. Pebble Creek Custom Homes. Building custom homes in this development. They do have one going up. Actually, I think they have two going up in there right now. Uh, But it is a great development. It's a great location. The lots are big. um, And all the lots back up to uh, woods where there's going to be no development behind them. So it's a great location here. If you want more information on those lots, you can certainly get a hold of us. But they do range anywhere from 165 uh, down to 125,000. Very nice. We got one here in Minneapolis. List price is 330,000. 4401 Bloomington Avenue. Um, this house was built in 1900 um, as a uh, total units of two. So it's a it's a duplex up and down, two stories. Um, very, very nice looking. We got ourselves total finished square feet of 1876. And uh, so this could be a, an investment opportunity, looks like, as well, which I think is just absolutely phenomenal. And we're going now uh, to Savage, Minnesota. This is a, excuse me, Pebble Creek custom home here. Um, this is a to-be-built. Um, the picture on this one, though, is their uh, my favorite floor plan of theirs. Um, this one is a three-bedroom, three-bath, three-car garage Rambler. Um, it would be a fresh build. It's 2,400 finished square feet up. Um, the lot size here is 0.64, and you can customize uh, the build on this one. So it is a to-be-built. Um, the model or the previous um, version of the house that they built here was at 995 and it is spectacular. Again, it's probably my favorite floor plan of theirs, so you definitely want to check it out. Um, that's Pebble Creek Custom Homes. Very nice. Last one I got here it is St. Paul, Minnesota, 987 Portland Avenue. List price is 444999 Love the comment here. It says converted mansion. Yeah. It is absolutely beautiful. I love the look of these photos. Um, it has a total finished square feet of 2476 uh, built in 1918. Total bedroom is three with three bathrooms, one car garage. This is super cool property. Yeah, it yeah. looks. I mean, the photos are amazing. I mean, it has it has uh, some appeal to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's got the it's it's brand new, um, brand new remodel on there, so it's all updated and fresh. But it still has that kind of like old school mansion feel to yeah, it. Yeah, super cool property. If you're looking for more information on any of these listings, you can certainly reach out to us at minnesotahometalk.com. Uh, you can actually go right to our website there and set up your own home search, or you can reach out to us through the website if you want specific information on any of those listings. Again, reach out to us here at minnesotahometalk.com. All right, phone lines are open, 651-646-8255. Uh, text line is open, 612 612- Two zero two eight three two one. We're going to go to a quick break here, but when we come back, we're going to be doing some deep dive into credit stuff. And credit stuff usually 
gets us the most calls, gets us the most questions. Credit affects everything. So we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about that with Evan as well. It affects insurance, which Evan will talk about. It affects yep. um, employment. Yep. It affects, obviously, mortgage interest rates. It affects your mortgage insurance costs. I mean, credit kind of runs the world, to be honest with you, uh, and everything is affected by it. So we're going to go deep dive into credit and give you some tips and, and a few tools to use um, that you can uh, use to help with your credit, raise it, keep it where it's at, all that fun stuff there. Okay, phone lines are open, 651-646-8255. Text line is 612-202-8321. And we'll be coming back right after the break. And welcome back to Minnesota Home Talk here, 1500 AM, Score North Radio. I'm your host, Mike Overson with Luminate Home Loans. In studio with me this morning is credit master extraordinaire, Jared Havens with Credit Life. In my opinion, probably the most knowledgeable man on earth when it comes to credit and other stuff too, but credit mainly, I would say. For sure credit. Yep, definitely credit. (laughs) Um, Speaker across the country, so if he's up on stage talking uh, about credit at other venues, probably knows what he's doing. He's going to lighten us with a bunch of information this morning, and there's so many facets of our life that's run by credit, so this is a very important topic, and we're happy to have you in here. Yeah, thank you so much. I love being on the show. Every time you invite me, I'm like, I will be there 100%. I I will wake up at 5.15 in the morning easy, and make sure I'm there on time. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, yeah, definitely would love, uh, encourage any questions this morning. I know credit's something that a lot of people, you know, think about. They want to understand how it works more. Um, One thing I want to talk about this morning is something in our office we call Scorziety where people really focus in on the score and not really understanding what makes up the score and also the differences of the scores themselves across the board of what's it being applied for, you know? And so that's something I definitely want to talk about this morning because it's it's something that I've noticed with our Facebook group. We have a community on Facebook called Free Credit Pair Advice, which right now we're getting close to 80,000 active members. Wow. So it's like our own Wow, I think last time you were on, you had like 8,000. Yeah, we're close to 80,000 now active members, very active group. And we love it because, you know, between myself and our team, we volunteer our time in there to educate people on credit, financial wellness, how to get prepared for the mortgage process, you know, how to get yourself in a position to save money. Insurance is a big thing that we talk about as well. You know, experiencing better savings, more opportunity. But with that, that's where we have found that a lot of people hone in. They're, They're so focused on their score. But the issue is, as you know, too, just because you see a score online, like let's say the Credit Karma, that is not the same as your mortgage score. Right. That's a big thing right there. And so there, there's so much about that that I want to talk about that I think is going to help a lot of people. Yeah, and there's there's actually one case that you. I'm glad you brought that up because it isn't just about score, especially on the mortgage side of things. Um, a lot of jumbo loans and other loan programs have like a minimum trade line requirement. Yep. One particular client I'm working with, they got great scores. 728 and a 746. Those are good scores. Um, but they only have two accounts open up. And uh, the jumbo loan guidelines say you need three accounts Two opened for at least 12 months and one for 24 months. Well, they have the scores to qualify, but they don't have the amount of trade lines needed on there. So now they don't qualify for that particular jumbo loan. Exactly. And so there's some different stuff on that. And I know you guys are very well versed on mortgage guidelines and stuff because yep. we have worked together for a long time. Yep. Um, and I'm, 
I'm pretty good at credit stuff, but not as good as you guys. And you guys are pretty good at mortgage stuff, but not as good as me. And together, you know, we come together and say, okay, here's the client. Where, how, where do we need to get them? And then we put a plan together and get you guys in place. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing we talk about too a lot is about the credit profile. You know, that, that's, that, that to me is so important. When someone understands what that means, they're always going to put themselves in the best position moving forward for lending opportunities. You know, like, so like we were talking about before, like the trade lines piece, you know, making sure that you have the credit profile to meet the standards of underwriting. It's not just the score. You know, I tell a lot of people, the score gets you in the door. You know, it's going to get you pre-approved, but you have to meet the underwriting guidelines for the mortgage that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. And the credit profile and the application and everything included, that's a big piece of it, you know? And so that, that to me is huge. And like when you talked about there with active trade lines, you know, active accounts, credit cards, auto loans, student loans, you know, whatever it is, it's very important to, if you are lacking trade lines, you know, to strategically build your credit so that way you can get yourself in a position that's credible for lenders, you know, where they, there's less risk to lend to you. Therefore, you appear you can handle more <clears throat> because you have what's necessary within your credit profile, you know, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I always, you know, people are like, well, I don't, I don't know how the credit score works or what it's there for and why there's different scores out there. I typically explain your credit score is really a measure of your payment habits. Right. If you have a habit of making payments on time and if you have a habit of keeping credit card balances low, you're going to have a higher score. And if you have a habit of missing payments or if you have a habit of carrying high balances on credit cards or if you have a habit of having collections pop up, then you're going to have a lower score. And the nice thing that I like what you guys do is not only do you basically take someone and then fix their credit, right? Get them to the score they want to try to get to get their profile set up, but you educate on to say, okay, now you're here, but you have to keep it there. Mm-hmm. It's on to you to keep it there. And you educate and you try to help people get the healthy habits on the credit side of things so that they get there and they stay there. Exactly. We don't want to just put a Band-Aid on something. We want to fix the the actual issue. You know what I mean? So that's why we we incorporate credit repair with financial wellness. We do both, education, coaching. We want to help them learn how to properly build their credit, how to manage their debt, how to do debt reduction strategies, how to create a budget, how to create a spending plan. We do all those different type of things in our program because it they all go hand in hand and they're all necessary right. to achieve your goals and move forward and have more opportunity. You know, if you just put a banding on it and you don't take care of that properly, that can only do so much. And that to me is credit pair by itself. You know, that's what most people, if they ever had uh, experience, credit repair, have heard of it. That's just one facet. That's one piece to the puzzle. Right. You know, but you need to look at it holistically. That's that is the key difference. You know, and that's that's why our clients are so successful in the program. Yeah, and there is uh, a there's so many different factors that go into it. As far as you know, we're talking about balances, maybe how collections are treated and stuff. And we'll probably dive into collections a little bit because that's a, there's a big misnomer out there on collections. Well, I'm just going to pay this off and my credit's going to go up. That's what oh, everyone time. thinks. You know, that's not it's not that easy. I actually just had a meeting the other night with some clients where they had a collection out there. Um, and it the last activity was a couple years old. And they were like, well, I'll just pay the thing off and and get rid of it then. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> and we'll talk about that a little yeah. bit more here too. But there's, I, I try to explain credit. It's like common sense is not common in credit. What you think would be good for your credit a lot of times might not be the best. 
And that's just the way the game works. Yep. Um, and so we'll go a little bit deeper into a lot of that stuff here coming out of the break. Um, but we do have a, uh, a quick break that we had to go to here, but I did have one more hot listing I want to hit before we go into the break. This listing is from Sue Marty uh, on the Minnesota real estate team with Remax Advantage Plus. This one is listed at 114 Linden Road in Prescott, Wisconsin. She says it's a bright, sunny 1,600-plus square foot home, two-bedroom, two-bath, and unit townhouse. That lives large. It's an open concept. It's got a fireplace, newer appliances, a sunroom, new carpet, and neutral paint. Quick close is possible. Again, this one is listed at uh, 114 Linden Road, Prescott, Wisconsin uh, at 299.9. And if we want to reach out to Sue Marty on this one, you can get in touch with her at 612-419-8686. We're going to be talking more about credit pair Jared Havens with Credit Life coming out of the break. And we'll be right back. And welcome back. Minnesota Home Talk here. Score North Radio, 1500 AM. We're here with Jared Havens, credit master extraordinaire. We got to come up with a sweet name for you. Like Mortgage Mike. Yeah, uh, I need something. Credit Evan, Havens. We... I do Credit Havens a lot. Credit Havens. But that's not as fun. Yeah, we got to come up. We'll come up with something good. Evan, did we come up with a name for you yet? Did we? Did we come up with something good? Not just insurance, Evan, because that's kind of... That's too boring. Yeah, that's too boring. <laughs> we'll come up with something good for Evan, too. He's he's busy in there. <laughs> he's busy in there pushing buttons, running tabs. What? He's, he's, sli- <laughs> he's doing the sliders on the board up there. Or, what about the sliders? Or he's, paint, he's playing... The sliders are up. You're playing Minecraft in there again? I'm on the phone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got, uh, we still got, um, we got giveaways this morning. So we're going to give away a $50 gift card to Amazon. And if you don't know what Amazon is, um, you probably need to get, uh, to, into 2021. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so we got a $50 gift card to Amazon and two tickets to St. Paul Saints game that we're going to give away to the best question this morning. So call in with your questions. Um, anything dealing with real estate mortgages, credit or credit repair, um, it's all fair game. You can call us at 651 646 8255. Or you can text your question in to 612-202-8321. Again, that text line is 612-202-8321. Going back to credit stuff here. So, Jared, talk to us about um, when when I see my credit score on like a Credit Karma type of service, and then when my mortgage guy pulls my credit, the scores are way different. Why is that? Yeah, that's a great question, and it's something that is is very relevant because a lot of people go through this. And so what happens is most of the online credit monitoring services out there, Credit Karma is a very popular one. It's free, so it's probably the most popular. The issue is the scoring model that they're using is called Vantage. So it's a completely separate scoring model than what most lenders use, which is FICO. So that's a huge difference in and of itself right there. And then also the way Vantage evaluates risk is different than FICO. So that leads to a huge swing in what your scores are. So like, let's say you went on Credit Karma today and you have like a 700 score and you're seeing that, oh, you need a 640 plus, 660 different marketing pieces, right? And go, oh, I'm totally there. It would not be uncommon for you to go to you, Mike, and you pull a credit report and they're at like 620. I mean, there's huge swings between Vantage and FICO. So that's something that be that you should really be cautious of, um, is understanding that the differences between that versus FICO, there's huge swing. And then on top of that, like we were talking about earlier, 
when you when it comes to FICO, FICO is something that you want to really hone in on because that's what lenders use primarily. The vast majority use that. So that's the most important. And they use that to evaluate risk to make better lending decisions. That's why they use FICO. So you have the credit bureaus, the credit report, the data. They then run the FICO model on that data based on what you're applying for. Boom, here's your score. It's a risk assessment. So with that being said, there's different scores based on what you're applying for. So your mortgage score is different than your auto score if you apply for an auto loan. It's different than for a credit card. They're, they vary. It's specific to what it's being used for. You know, So I always let clients know mortgage is going to be the most conservative. It's one of the few few loans that they pull from all three credit bureaus as a data resource. They base it off the middle score of the three, and they're using a FICO model that's going to be conservative because typically the largest loan amount that you're applying for. Right. You know, so you have to understand that. You gotta that that's why we're talking about before. It's so important to understand there's a huge variance in scores, different types of scores. Oh, we got Todd Rookie here. I love it. Cover your assets after this. I love that show. Um, so there's different, you know, models, but then with that, that's why I was talking about before, you gotta focus on the credit profile. What makes up the score? What's within your credit report? How is it impacting my scores? Once you start understanding that, you can make decisions that positively impact your credit profile, put you in a better light for lending, like we talked about earlier with certain numbers of trade lines, things like that. Once you understand that, you don't have to worry as much about all the different scores out there. Right. Because you're putting yourself in the best position to be credible for lending purposes. Yeah, so let's talk about how different these scores can be, right? Because some people are like, well, if my score is 720 in one and 708 on the other, that's not that big of a range. Um, But I've seen, obviously, much bigger ranges. How do you typically uh, explain, like, how far these scores can be off from each other? Yeah, I mean, I have seen between Vantage, like Credit Karma versus Mortgage, I've easily seen 80, 90-point differences Mm -hmm. in the score, easily. Um, it doesn't, it's not always that drastic, but that's well within the range for sure. Yep. Um, I've even seen 30, 40 point differences between auto, FICO auto versus mortgage. That's a big difference because as you know, when it comes to mortgage, you know, every 20 point increment is, is really kind of pivotal, you right. know, pivotal. It's like you want to make sure if you can get that higher middle score every 20 points, it's going to better your, your interest rate, mortgage products, all sorts of stuff. So that type of difference, 30, 40 points is huge, you know, and then another thing too, your credit, like, like we talked about, talked about earlier, there's so much info being given now nowadays hey get your score here get your fico score here hey discover get your fico score it's 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 free you know it's free click here you know that type of stuff yep and that is another piece that you have to understand is that's even though that's fico that's going to be geared towards a fico version that's more towards credit cards and there's a huge difference there too between that and mortgage i've seen some pretty big swings there so you just got to understand that what you're being given it's not necessarily what you need to know if you're trying to accomplish something. Right. That, that I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. You could you, literally for the same person, the exact same credit data, if you pull a Vantage score and then a mortgage FICO, an auto FICO, and then maybe like a credit card type of FICO, you're looking at a range there anywhere between 20 to 30 to 40 points on the FICO stuff and the Vantage to any of the FICO ones could be as high as 80 to 90 points. Exactly. And so consumers, there's, I can see where there's a lot of confusion out there. It's like, well, what's my actual score? Yes. The problem is, is that 
there is no one universal score that's used out there. Yep. Your score, if you want to get a mortgage, is the mortgage FICO score that a lender is going to pull. Yep. Your score, if you want to buy an auto, uh, if you want to buy a vehicle and get an auto loan, your score is going to be that auto FICO mm-hmm. score. You know, so your score is going to be different depending upon what you're looking yeah. to finance. And I love that we're talking about this because I was like in our in our group. All the time people post, hey, how do I get my actual score? They use that exact word. That's I'm telling you, how yep. do I get my actual score? So we're constantly educating daily in there about the differences between the score. And once again, the goal is to help shift their mindset and their thinking and their direction towards the credit report, the credit profile. profile. That is key because once you do that, once again, you are going to put yourself, you can actually make decisions that will positively impact your credit. Right. You, you can't make those decisions off a score. You right. can't. And typically, you know, if you have a Vantage score and a FICO score and you're doing good things and you're doing positive things for your profile, they're both going to go up. Yep. You know, or if you do negative things, they're both going to go down. So you can kind of watch one or the other. And if one's going up, more than likely the other one's going up. But if one's going down, the other one is going down. So you can track trends and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But actual score, you know, if you say, hey, I need a X score for this particular financial piece that I'm applying for here, you got to make sure you're looking at the correct score. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of follow that and say, okay, I need to do some other stuff before I get there or I'm there now. Boom, I'm, I'm good to go. Yep. Exactly. Phone lines are open, 651-646-8255. You can call us with any questions this morning. Uh, The best question of the morning is going to win a $50 Amazon gift card and two tickets to a St. Paul Saints game. Phone line uh, is 651-646-8255. You can also text in your question. Uh, So the text line is 612-202-8321. Evan, I want to talk a little bit about insurance and how credit affects insurance because that's one of the things that a lot of people probably don't know is that, yes, your credit is going to affect your home insurance, auto insurance, any type of insurance. It's a it's a big lever that people aren't really aware of. And, you know, most of the people that I'm working with these days are uh, first time home buyers or they're going into their second home. So they're aware of the effect that credit has on their life. But for the people that are out there that are just kind of dabbling in these markets, they might not realize that one of the biggest drivers of your actual costs for insurance is, in fact, your credit profile. That's incredible. And you wouldn't think that. Like, you know, that's again, that's one of those things that common sense isn't common in credit. It's like, why wouldn't your claim history and stuff like that maybe be more of a factor in what you're going to pay for insurance than your credit? Well, and that's the whole point, actually. They, they ran a study. I just found it so fascinating. They ran a study about it as to why, and this is more specific to auto, why credit plays a role in your auto premiums and your insurance. And it's because they found through research that on average, people with poor or fair credit, those ranges, had filed more claims. And on top of that, the amount of those claims, a dollar amount of those claims were higher. Mm. So therefore, they pass those costs on to that bracket. So if you do have poor or fair credit, you are going to pay more for auto insurance because of that. So even if you have a spotless record, it doesn't matter because your credit's going to play a huge role in that premium. Very interesting. I didn't know the reason, to be honest with you, before yeah. that. So it is based on all data, which typically that's what risk is. It's based on data, data. and they measure, you know, they, they assess and they measure the, that data and yep. then they apply whatever they need to apply based on the buckets that they see out there. Yep. 
Huh. Very it's, interesting. It's, it's all based, you know, data, the trend, the scoring. And once again, it's these things were created for lenders and companies. They weren't created for the consumer. So that's another thing to remember. It's like they use this as a resource to make better lending decisions, better risk decisions. We're going to go to the phone lines here. We do have a, a question that came in here. And we're going to go to Jake, who's on the line with us. Good morning, Jake. Hello. Hey, Jake. Thanks for calling into the show. How can Hello. we help you? Yeah. Um, I have a question about insurance. On the second floor of our house, we have a bathroom, and it appears to be leaking because I noticed some water spots on the first floor. So I'm wondering, under what conditions does homeowner's insurance cover that versus, um, like, me footing the bill? So, Jake, that's a really great question. Uh, Evan here with Simplified Insurance Planners. It all comes down to what the cause of loss actually is. Water is one of those things that insurance companies get really ornery about. Where does it come from? So the question is not so much, is the water damaging the house? It's what is causing the water to damage the house? So if it's a blocked drain, the coverage you're going to rely on is water backup coverage. If you don't have that on your homeowner's policy, you're completely on your own. And that is an additional thing that your agent hopefully advised you to get. But that isn't always the case because it is an optional coverage. If it's due to something like a burst pipe, you know, in winter you hear about that a lot. Someone forgets to turn off the outside spigot and it freezes and it bursts. That is a covered cause of loss under regular HO3 homeowners insurance policies. (coughs) I feel like Jason with a frog in my throat. As far as just if you have like something like a uh, uh, um, the feed line that goes into the toilet and that's leaking and dripping and it's running over to the edge of the tile and that's slowly building up water damage, that's not going to generally be a covered cause of loss. That's a maintenance issue. And that's that's something that you may want to investigate it before you put in a claim, because when you put in a claim with an insurance company, if they end up denying that claim, it still shows that you tried to make a claim and that can affect your rates in the future. So even if it's a $0 claim, when you go shopping with other companies, they're not going to have all the details for that. And uh, that's not something that's ideal. So you might want to call up, if you know, like a plumber or something that can come out and look at it and not charge you too much to figure out what's causing that, you may be able to make a claim and have the insurance company foot the bill after your deductible. But you want to suss that out first before you just jump on the phone and go, hey, come on out here. I got a problem with my house. All right. Thanks for, thanks for the information. I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, hey, no J- problem. Hey, Jake, that's a great question. Thanks for calling in this morning. Phone lines are open, 651-646-8255. Uh, week. Text line uh, is also open at 612-202-8321. We had a text question come on uh, here. It says, if it takes a buyer many months or a year or more to find a house, Do you need to pull credit more than once during that time? And would that affect credit scores? So um, I will comment on the mortgage side of things. So when when a lender pulls credit, that credit report is good for four months. So if you close within those four months, we don't have to repull another credit report. If it's after those four months, then we do have to repull. Um, And so depending on the length of time, you know, typically if I have someone pre-approved, they don't find something in four months. And let's say it drifts to like eight months down the road. I'm not just 
automatically pulling another credit report, opening up another four-month window. I'm waiting until they find a house that they actually want to make an offer on. Then at that point, I'll jump back in, repull credit, make sure they're good. Now we open up another 120-day window, and we move on from there. So um, so that just keep that in mind. Credit reports are good for 120 months on the mortgage side of things. And yes, if you go past that 120 days, we'll have to repull. Um, yeah. But what do what do uh, what does pulling credit do to your credit score, Jared? Well, yeah, so that's considered an inquiry, you know. So if you're applying for something, think about it like this: when you're applying and you want more of something, you want money, that's going to be a credit. There's going to be a credit seeking inquiry there, so there will be a negative impact to scores. But what you do there is perfect. You know, I've seen a lot. I've had a lot of clients where they're in that process, and when they get outside that window, they're automatically repulling credit. And that I would say advise against because now we're, we're having another inquiry. And if we're not within that window of shopping, there might be another, you know, period of time. There really is no point in doing that because there will be a negative impact to scores from that. Right. You know, so you want to work with someone knowledgeable like yourself where they're going to pull pre-approved, help you with that process, knowing that when you apply, yes, there's going to be a negative impact to scores, but then they'll re-pull when the time is right and not prematurely pull and waste, you know, points for nothing. Right. Yeah, you definitely don't want to just pull the pull. That just makes no sense there. You want to be actively looking, find a house you actually want to make an offer on before you would ding the score again and, and do exactly. that. So we got Todd Rooker in the in the station I with know, us. What a treat. Todd, <laughs> Todd is no he's no uh, stranger to how credit works, that's for sure. Well the, you know the the uh other thing you have to be conscious of is the fact that the lender can always pull credit. Mike Mike is cautious and looking out for the client, but the lender once you do actually find a house, oftentimes they will, leading right up to closing, pull a score again. Hey, you can't have any control over that. But there are places that you go, like to a car dealership, where they may be working with multiple lenders who all want to pull a credit score from their own third party. And that means that credit could be pulled several times in the same afternoon. And all of those will be inquiries. Now, the, the, the impact will be held back for a period of time before it hits your score. But after 14 days or a month, depending what it's being pulled for, now all of those credit impacts are going to affect your score. And that can be devastating. So you want to be cautious of those things. Yeah. So that's a good point. You know, so on the, on the mortgage side of things, um, you have a basically a 14 day window from lender number one pulls your score and you can have as many other lenders pull your score in that 14 days and those subsequent polls don't affect your score. So for example, you have lender number one pull your report today. Uh, your score is going to drop roughly five to 15 points. There's really no like exact number, right? There's still kind of five to 15 is the range. Um, but then you could have a hundred other mortgage companies pull your credit in the next 14 yep. days and it's not going to drop your score anymore because right. they don't want to, um, negatively impact you for being a consumer and shopping. But exactly. once you get out without that, once you get outside of that 14 day window, Boom. now, now it's going to be hitting your score again yep. for subsequent pulls. So and all, and as you guys were talking about before, all, you know, every, uh, when you, when they're pulling score for different reasons, for different types of financing, they all have a permissible purpose, which completely can completely have a different way of looking at the score. It takes the same information, but applies it differently depending on the type of, of financing you're trying to get. But, 
all of those pulls, regardless of the fact that it may be for a different permissible purpose, still is going to affect your score later on when you're pulling for any other reason. So right. you want to be so cautious about who pulls your credit for what reason and how many times. It's so important. I educate clients on that all the time because, you know, it's very common nowadays that you can have your credit pulled very easily. You call in, you give your information, they're pulling credit. And so inquiries are something that you have to be careful of because they, they definitely, one, negatively impact the score. But they also can negatively impact your credit profile for lending purposes. If they see too much inquiries, I'd say business financing would be the biggest for this. They only want to see a certain number of inquiries. And if you exceed that, many times you're being instantly denied for any sort of business financing, many of them, credit lines, things like that. You have to be very strategic and cautious and, and really you want to safeguard your credit. You know, Make sure that when you apply, that's why it's our goal always working with clients. Let's get you in a position where you can apply with confidence beforehand so that way you know you're in the best position you can move forward and you're not just prematurely having your credit pulled all over the place, dinging it and, and really you know messing up your credit profile. Yeah, Todd brought something up too is you know through the lending process on the mortgage side of things your credit can be pulled again right before closing and typically lenders are required to do that now it's typically a soft pull so it's only there to see if you have additional inquiries that came up to see if you opened up additional financing maybe open up a credit card maybe you went furniture shopping and you opened up an account that's a big one um, so you got to know that lenders are looking at that and they're monitoring it all the way up until closing and if you have more inquiries that show up on that soft pull right before closing, or if you've opened up a new account, maybe you've taken your existing credit cards and the balances are now mm-hmm. higher, all of that now affects it. And we might have to repull credit, a hard pull, and those additional inquiries, those higher balances, that new account you opened up may drop your score, more than likely will drop your score. Now, does that put you at a different interest rate? Does yep. it put you in a different mortgage insurance cost bucket? You have all those different things. So loan officers, and I know my team do it, does it three times during the process we send the do's and don'ts and it's don't don't have your credit pulled again <laughs> exactly. don't run your balances up don't have anyone else pull your credit there's a reason why not because we just want to hold don't you back do on stuff anything yeah it's because it can affect you literally days right before closing yep and it's happened where um where people end up not being able to close in their house because I've seen, of it i've seen yep. people go go to a mortgage you know uh person get their credit pulled their credit looks great. They walk across the street and think, well, now that we're pre-approved, we're good. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they go buy it, go go to look at cars, whether they buy the car or not. And next week, they've got 10 additional inquiries on their credit report from the car dealership. I mean, <laughs> yeah. devastating. And But, you know, it's funny. You send that stuff out. You give that to them. And they don't read it. And they do it anyway. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's and, and it takes you know it takes two years. So depending on on who the third party is, it's at least one, and oftentimes two years before the impact of those credit inquiries drops off your score. So it's pretty devastating for people. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 funny, and it's it's. You know, a lot of people are no, more aware funny. now. Well, it's not funny, but yeah. more more people are aware now, so it happens less now, which is which is good. Yeah. But it still does 
happen. And then, you know, people are kind of surprised by it. So, you know, the number one caution is like literally when, when your loan officer says, you know, don't do these things, there's a reason, you know, and, and they're just trying to put you in the best position. So there's no hurdles. There's no hiccups. Cause I mean, the worst thing is, is literally you're a couple of days from closing and now things have changed on you. Well, Hey man, I mean, they want, you want to buy a house and they want to do a loan. I mean, they don't want, they don't want to destroy this, you know, this, this business, but I mean, the consumer screws it up faster than, than, you know, it, it, that's, that's the big reason right. that it goes bad. I yeah. mean, no one, no one wins if that loan doesn't close. So you got to right. remember that too. Um, the, the homeowner doesn't get the house. The loan officer doesn't get paid. The real estate agent doesn't make their commissions, you know, all that stuff, right? No one wins in that right. scenario. So everyone wants to get you to that closing table. Um, it's just there's certain rules right. that the, either the government has in place or there's certain rules that the lending world has in place that you got to follow. So you got to just, you know, you got to play the rules. Uh, you got to play the game within the rules. And if you do that, everything's you know, it's an interesting thing. I've, I've been around. I'm kind of old, you know, but I've been around long before uh, credit was being looked at um, from an insurance uh, perspective. But the primary way that that came about was through uh, floaters or individual floater items where people, you know, will have, will put uh, an insurance policy on a ring, you know, like a, a wedding ring and things like that. Scheduled they, items, baby. Yeah, and these personal articles floaters were the number one reason that they started pulling credit because they figured out that people with low credit scores had a dramatically higher propensity to make these claims, frankly, fraudulent claims. And it became so successful that they started using it in many other aspects of insurance and found it to be such a great tool to anticipate loss and calculate, you know, ratios based on loss that it now has become just an absolute important and and major component of insurance underwriting. People really don't like it. We're right up against the end of the show, but people really don't like it. And some states have now moved to ban it as a rating factor. I know that that went into effect in Washington state this year. It can't be used in insurance purposes there, but they're kind of the unique outlier for now. A lot of, a lot of unique stuff around yeah. credit and how it, it literally, like we said earlier in the show, it literally affects pretty much everything. Every, in your everything. Life. It's your whole everything. life. Your whole life. So it's, not, it's getting worse, not better. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just going to keep on being more and more important. Yep. You know, so that's why you want to plug in with Jared over at Credit Life there. Him and his team, they do an excellent job at uh, helping people not only repair credit, but educate and get the habits to keep it there, which is a huge key. Thanks for listening to the show, folks. We'll be back next Saturday from 7 to 8. Stay tuned for the next show here, Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. If you want more amazing financial information, this guy is the wizard. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 